0: Well, hey, listen, guys, we're going to uh, jump ahead in our schedule a little bit because uh, we have a unique opportunity to talk with somebody who has recently been in the news and who has been on the air with us on a number of other occasions, but right now is being recognized for a real milestone that he and his company have achieved in uh, venture capital. And that is Mr. Doug Song, who is one of the co-founders of Duo Security, is with us. Doug, welcome to the Internet Advisor again. Good to have you here. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. And congratulations. Thank you so much. Lots of good PR. Now, as I understand it, uh, your security firm, Duo Security, is now... Reached uh, kind of a, a record in our. There, there's nobody else close to this record, is there? a one billion dollars in valuation.
1: Well, you know, th- here in Ann Arbor, there was a company called Esperion. Um, they were the makers of inventors of Lipitor, and they sold to Pfizer for about a billion. But right. uh, I guess technically, since we're at 1.17 billion, we are the uh, most valuable privately held venture backed company in the States. So that, that is a new record, apparently, for, for Michigan.
2: No, I was just going to say, you know, this is amazing because there are so many security companies. Tell us a little bit about what your company does and, and you know, how you're able to help your, your customers. Sure. So,
1: you know, what we do is we help organizations protect against breach, but increasingly attackers are no longer going after systems, but going after users. So more and more, you know, the smartest attackers are, are realizing that, Organizations are almost inside out these days where their people are on social media, they're accessible via email, and, um, and more generally, you know, their organizations are uh, not, not just within the four walls of the building. They include partners, they include vendors, and uh, that distributed trust means that it's very easy, actually, for attackers to attack a person to find their, find their passive access in and, uh, and then steal the company's data back out. And so we we help defend organizations against those kind of user target attacks uh, by making sure that we verify who the user is and all the conditions of their access, what kind of device they have, and whether it's safe enough to access the resources that are being requested.
0: Hmm. Um, Very interesting. I, I'm I'm just curious, Doug, if you full, uh, have you had to deal with this most recent uh, scare, if you will, the crack um, virus, for better or uh, lack of a. A better term?
1: Yeah. Actually, we we wrote up a a nice piece on this. If you have any uh, uh, readers out there who are are looking for more detail on that that vulnerability, but on our blog, uh, duo.com slash blog, we have a full just uh, technical write-up on the vulnerability and what what it means. But the basic story there is that um, any wireless network, um, you know, utilizing what we thought was a safe protocol, WPA2. Yeah. Uh, actually, is vulnerable uh, for attackers being able to uh, intercept all the communications and decrypt all the traffic without actually having access to the, the Wi-Fi password, and so that's actually not a
2: <laughs> mm. uh,
1: not, not not a good situation to no. be in, where all all of our wireless networks are sort of raining our data out all, all across uh, you know the uh, the air, but. Um, but it's not something that affects uh, you know us or what we do directly. Um, mm-hmm. Most mostly what we do is ensure that when people um, are logging it and trying to access the data, whether it's you know on on premise uh, uh, um, application or whether it's in the cloud, that we can actually validate that user with a second uh, form of authentication. And uh-huh. So if, even if someone has stolen your password, for instance, we can still verify that the user is who they say they are because, for instance, they don't have your, your phone or some other physical token yeah,
2: right.
1: or a way to, again, validate your identity.
0: This is a, a, a underlining again, Doug, and uh, we're going to take a break in just a moment here, but this is underlining the, the, the value of a dual factor uh, authentication. Am I right?
1: Yeah. I think that's really what uh, we've mostly been known for over the last seven years since we started. Uh, increasingly, though, as we've added more to our product portfolio and the things that we do for our customers, you know, the, the bigger mission that we're actually on is, act, is really to help organizations successfully manage and secure a modern workforce where, you know, the mix of mm. devices that people have mm, are, are, yes. are, are no longer just owned by the company and they're no longer uh, things that uh, the organization, you know, can, can manage directly. They, they really have to share the responsibility with their users. And we provide ways in which those kind of devices can be made safe. access to
0: corporate data. Excellent. Doug Song is our guest here. He is uh, one of the co-founders of something called Duo Security in Ann Arbor, and uh, the headline was Ann Arbor Security Firm Now Worth $1 Billion. When we come back, uh, Doug, I have a a question that somebody has posed to me that I want to pass on to you. we are continue talking about Doug and uh, the success of his venture capital. Welcome again to the Internet Advisor, Foster Brown, co-host, along with Mr. Gary Baker, Ed Rudell, and Cal Carson. And thank you again, Cal, for doing a great job of the engineering here. Our guest in this uh, first segment of the program is uh, Doug Song, who was one of the co-founders of Duo Security in Ann Arbor, where they recently made headlines by uh, securing... Uh, one billion dollars worth of venture capital, and
2: well, uh, actually, they're... actually, mm, it was seventy million of venture capital, uh, but a one billion, one point one billion evaluation, isn't that right, Doug? Yes,
1: that's right.
0: One point seven billion. Okay.
2: What are you going to do with the seventy million?
1: Yeah, well, you know, our you know our our intention is to continue to invest in the innovation that we deliver to our customers. Um, to make sure that we expand our global reach. We're a company that was about 10,000 customers now in over 100 countries. And so we are looking to make sure that we continue to serve all the folks we could possibly serve uh, to protect. And, um, and the last is to make sure that we, uh, uh, we do it in an enduring way where we're, we're building a lot of the infrastructure uh, to build a company really for the ages. And that's something that... Um, you know, with the kind of hyper growth that we've had, we have we have a bit to catch up to in ourselves yeah. uh, in terms of well, even even <laughs> the physical uh, space. So,
2: you know, you know, you you, you mentioned ten thousand companies. Um, many of those are not small companies. You know, companies like Facebook, Toyota, right? These are yeah. these are large companies. You're kind of "Oh, yeah, that's one company," <laughs> and that's <laughs> you've always been under so understated, Doug. It's just wonderful. But I've I've heard you uh, talk a little bit about you know L.A. is about fame, Washington D.C. is about power, and you said Ann Arbor's is
1: about yeah two two yeah. things actually I think <laughs> you know most people know uh, Michigan for uh, 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 well it depends on what, what angle you're coming from but everybody knows U of M for the learning right it's a mm-hmm. uh, you know we're cultural learning as the cottage industry of this place really. But the second is really football, <laughs> you know, the team, the team, the team,
2: <laughs> and
1: uh, you know, for 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 me, there, there's that, that really does describe you know our culture in a nutshell. You know, we're, we're building a a culture that is learning you know how to be successful uh, in the face of some very, very you know, long lasting and very successful competitors, um, but does so in a way that I think is, is highly differentiated. Because if you consider the coast, you know, people in, the, in New York or the East Coast or people. California, I feel like there's something of a, a mercenary culture, a little bit more like every person is out for themselves.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, the way I kind of describe it is, you know, California, where a lot of my my uh, uh, you know friends and, and former colleagues are, it's something of a wine state, right? But Michigan is a beer state, and for <laughs> me, there's a lot that implies right, in terms of how how we treat each other. You know, people, no matter who you are, or what you know, how you operate, what level, you, we treat each other equally. Right. And we we tend to lock arms and work together to accomplish great things. And uh, I think that's that's why, in my opinion, you know, Michigan has had uh, an even more successful history of innovation than in places like California, where I know that there's a lot of focus on Silicon Valley these days. But as I say, you know, they they sort of pioneered sort of in one area. They've done Mm -hmm. really well, Mm cranking out a bunch of tech companies. But you consider Michigan, we haven't just cranked out a bunch of companies. We've created a whole bunch of industries and this is something that I think, mm. um, you know, is just sort of unique about, you know, what's here. And the fact that people take a long-term view of what success looks like. And um, I think they do so because they're looking up for each other. You know, you can't go very far in Michigan uh, with a bad reputation right? <laughs> <laughs> and hide out from each other. Whereas in yeah. California or New York, you know, you can sort of, yeah, it's amazing. sort of what people get away with.
0: You think we're, in that sense, Doug Song, Doug Song, by the way, is our guest here. He's the uh, one of the co-founders of um, Duo Security in Ann Arbor. You think in that sense that we are, you are um, changing the nature of this business precisely because of the kind of impact that you're having?
1: Yeah, well, I certainly hope to. Because I think, you know, that the challenge in security has been that, unfortunately, there's somewhat of a perverse incentive set up where, you know, security has become everybody's problem today, right? It used yes. to only be the banks and the hospitals and folks with mm-hmm. lots of money and lots of stuff to protect. But these days, you're just as much a target of chance as you are a target of choice, given the way that uh, mm. it's become so easy for attackers to just spread, you know, their attacks out of the email or the web or so forth mm-hmm. to get to you. And so our our belief is that we have to democratize security. We have to make it something that every organization is capable of achieving mm-hmm. and without a lot of cost, without a lot of headache, because this stuff is complicated and it's hard to stay ahead. Um, but like I say, you know, the perverse incentive there is that so many companies in security can do well by admiring the problem and not actually solving it. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, if they simply solve the problem, there'd be less dependency potentially mm-hmm. <laughs> on, yes. on them for, for additional um, uh, yes. mm-hmm. products and services. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and from our perspective, you know, that's why, and even our branding is, you know, uh, you know, it's a little tough for us being in Ann Arbor to have green as a corporate color. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 yeah. But the reason we do is because you know so many of our competitors they have you know kind of red and black, and it's kind of fear-based kind of branding and messaging.
2: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's I
1: people into buying things, and we'd rather just green light a path through all that chaos for our customers.
0: I love it. By the way, Duo, uh, the company itself, is a software as a service or SaaS company. Um, Mm -hmm. They recently exceeded 10,000 customers worldwide, and they're kind of a flagship project of two-factor authentication available in an app to secure more than 300 million logins a month. I I want to check with you on something. This is a comment that came from the Michigan Venture Capital Association and uh, our friends at uh, MITech News as well, Mike Brennan, that looking at the amount of of value that you folks have been uh, able to accumulate, this is kind of the noise that companies make just before they're about to go public as an IPO? Is that a possibility?
1: You know, nothing's off the table. You know, I think mm. our focus right now is really to build, as you say, an enduring company. Mm. And, um, you know, make sure that we're set up for the long haul, um, because this is a legacy that uh, you know, I'd like to have. Um, I got gotcha. Not only for myself and our family, but for, for our state. And so we're, we're really focused on doing the best we can for the customers um, that we it. serve. And at some point, you know, we'll, we'll see what that looks like.
0: Yep. I love that. Hey, Doug. You know, Cal had a question for we you. You know, Doug, with the advent of uh, uh, of possibility of Amazon coming to the state, and uh, even uh, I hear Foxcom is still not off the table as it stands right now, uh, those larger companies coming in, uh, does that give you more opportunities uh, from uh, a, a security standpoint uh, in the sense that uh, not only will the big companies come in, but all the other supporting companies that go along with it uh, that have to work in coordination with them. How does that all play into the figure, picture?
1: Yeah, we you know, we don't really sell in a, in a traditional manner, um, you know, going outbound or, or visiting people physically uh, initially to, to to sell them. Um, so the proximity to customers is actually not the most important thing for us. In these days, the way that software mm-hmm. is sold, um, you know, you're finding that that more and more to be true globally. But I think the thing it really does for us to have something like Amazon or um, or another major anchor employer here. Um, of which, you know, there are several already today. You know, I think in, in in Arbor, it's, I think the largest software employer is Thompson Reuters, actually. And in Detroit, it's obviously, uh, you know, Quicken Loans and, and Um, But a rising tide floats all boats. And, you know, one thing that we do a little bit differently, for instance, than any company that we know of here in Michigan um, is we, we don't have non-competes for our people. Um, if anyone wants to lead Duo and go spin up a directly competing company, great.
0: Oh, I see. I'm sorry. We missed that last one. was not, you don't have non competes, which is, but those are rather typical, of matter of fact, uh, in the business.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Most companies have them. Um, I I just fundamentally believe that we shouldn't have any. uh, I have no claim to what what, what any of my people do, Mm -hmm. you know, after they leave our company. And in fact, if they leave us, they go compete against us. Well, then I screwed up. (laughs) So, you know, the the way I look at this is, you know, and and actually the only state out of all 50, the only state in the union that actually doesn't have non-competes legally is California. And I think Mm -hmm. it actually does something for them in that, you know, you see lots of companies that are going to spin up. And if people are poorly behaved or don't do well in one company, they can go and create another. And and you get that sort of natural evolution of of lots of, you know, lots of uh, happening at once. Yeah, I I love it.
0: I, I by in the Harvard. way, excuse me. This tangentially, I see that in an article that was uh, written about your company that uh, you see Zingerman's as an inspiration. Uh, how how so?
1: Yeah, you know, th- those guys are great. So uh, if you're not familiar with Zingerman's, and, but I- I'm guessing most people are by now. They're sort of force of nature, right? Uh, <laughs> they, I don't know if they have PhDs, but they're ba- just like everyone else here in Ann Arbor. But they are basically food PhDs. right yep. <laughs> say the temple temple the food there. And then, but what they really built is, is, a, is an amazing organization and one where, you know, they, they lead with their values uh, in ways that they keep people there and help them grow along with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That, for me, is, you know, the, the foundation of the kind of business that we want to be. Not just in terms of what value we deliver to our customers, but what kind of platform of opportunity we've created for our people. Because ultimately, you know, I, I don't want just to be a great company to work at. There are a lot of those, right? Lots of places where you know it's a good job and they take care of you and, and, and you could do well. But I want to be a great company, ultimately, to have been from where mm. things that people have done in their careers here have led them to greater success, whether it's still here at the company or whether it's outside the company.
0: I love that. What a great attitude to have. Gary, you were going to say something there. I'm afraid I interrupted you. Yeah, through-
2: you know, I was just, uh, just thinking about how Doug opened our, our segment, which was talking about the things that Michigan's known for. And he mentioned football and it, it Doug and dual security. I, I, I think are just really, um, and an emblem of, of the type of thing that both Bo Schenbeckler, a famed coach for Michigan once said, and he would say, it's the team, it's the team, it's the team. Yeah. And ever since I've known you, Doug and, and, you know, when you started Duo, uh, that was the, the culture you wanted to build, and you've
1: been so successful at doing that. Congratulations! Yeah, well, we, we tried, <laughs> we tried very hard, but I think living in Ann Arbor, we we're always living in the shadow of a bow, right?
0: Yeah, I think it's, exactly.
1: Uh, it's definitely <laughs> the case that you know that's you know that's the model of leadership, right? That of, of what you know leadership and, and winning looks like here.
2: Well, Doug, oh, you know the other thing he said was, "Those who stay will be champions." And the way you uh, you want to stay in Ann Arbor, I, I certainly applaud you, and you'll certainly be a
1: champion. Anyway, Doug, thank you, Doug, you so much.
0: Great. Doug Song, thanks so much for being with us and sharing your philosophy and a great job that you've been doing. Take care, and thank you again for being on the Internet Advisor.